everyone. Welcome to There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Each week, I talk about the difficult situations we face by peeling back the layers of politics, education, and culture. Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness podcast. I'm your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is August 4th, 2021. The thing that I want to really get into is it just seems like with the COVID situation, it's almost like we are right back at square one. Yeah, I know there's this different variant that are coming at us right now, but it seems like the methods and the techniques that should have been, in my opinion, rendered from day one that I thought was going to be rendered, I believe that if that method would have been implemented the first day that the Biden administration took over, then it seemed like we would have had a better head start. I believe too much self-reliance has been implemented versus, I guess, mandates, things that need to be implemented, resources that should have been put in place. Things that they are now doing should have been implemented in day one. I've always said that from, I always forecast that I thought that stimulus checks would have been issued so that people would have money, have the resources, so they wouldn't have to go to work. The funding for the rent, things to this nature, utilities being relaxed. I felt that all of this stuff should should have, and it was, part of it was implemented. However, the thing is, I don't understand what the Biden administration was thinking in regards to this, you know, allowing people to make decisions as to what would be better for them. And see, this is this is the annoying shit. Just take over, take leadership. It's like the Democrats, and I'll say the Democrats, because they are in charge, but they refuse to take charge. What should have happened, 30 days should have been rendered, minimum of 30 days, I say 60 days, should have been implemented so that people can stay home and be vaccinated. Funding should have been in place for people to implement vaccinations. Like I said, all these programs for the rent, everything. All of this should have been in place for the first 60 days of this administration. I would even go as far as to say it should have been a worldwide shutdown. But instead, the Democrats are so hell-bent on this bipartisan bullshit, all they've done up to this point. We are eight months into this year. It's August. We're over the halfway point. And shit has not changed. Not one thing. And see, this is exactly what the Republican Party wants. They don't want nothing to change. They don't want nothing to get better. So that when they go into the midterms in the 
in month 22, month 24, they can say that nothing has changed and you need to vote for change. And that's exactly what they're going to do. They have said, the Republican Party has said over and over and over that it is not their goals to participate in any bipartisan. Just like with the Obama administration, Mitch McConnell has actually said his goal is to sabotage and hinder any type of progress that this administration, this Congress, this Senate is trying to propose to make things better in this country so that all they can do is utilize that as a campaign tactic. And for the Democrats that constantly keep reaching out, this bullshit excuse that people like Joe Manchin and Christy Cinema constantly saying, well, I want bipartisan, I want bipartisan. No, they don't. It's bullshit. These are two of the most cowardly individuals. All they're doing is waiting to see which side is going to win so that when the side, when the side that eventually comes out on top, they will have friends no matter what. It's a bullshit move because nothing is getting done. It's the same thing that they did during the Obama administration, even with the infrastructure um, bill. Obama proposed infrastructures that was going to create jobs. He proposed funding for each state to take this revamp bridges, repave roads, anything, restructure of any other infrastructure in this country, and it would have made jobs. It would have stimulated the economy. And these motherfuckers knew it. They knew it was going to work, and they did everything that they possibly could to kill this bill. And what was ironic, in Obama's last several months in office, then they started reaching for the money, which, of course, all the work that started taking place when he was close or out of office, they gave the credit to all the Republican governors because a lot of um, states changed parties because they felt that nothing changed and the president of the United States changed. And when it rolled into the next, the new administration, that new president, he got all the credit. It's the same bullshit that happened in Georgia. Roy Barnes changed the flag so that Kia can bring and set up a factory only for Sunny Purdue to get credit because the factory opened while he was in office. This is the bullshit that they do. But the thing is, it's the bullshit that the Democrats have constantly, constantly allowed for the Republican Party to do. Another thing want to get on the subject of, I guess, you know, and I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a little annoyed because I, I was on uh, Facebook jail recently for, I guess I've come to the conclusion that if you post anything about Hitler in any form or fashion, even if you spell the name Hitler on Facebook, they're going to shut your shit down. It's like no matter... And I'm talking about, I'm not glamorizing Hitler. I'm using comparison to evil people to Hitler that 
are evil and in the lines of Hitler. But if you mention Hitler, I think mentioning the word, the name Hitler is worse than saying the word nigger. I truly, I truly believe that because there are variations. You can say the word nigger versus there's only one way to say Hitler. But if you mention the word Hitler, Facebook will shut your shit down. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, what I see that just is just annoying is they have to protect people from the idiots in our societies. Because, you know, and that's that's so I want to say it's a minority. However, you know, I, you know, I'm starting to wonder. And I'm, you know, I hope I'm not losing faith in people, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it is truly so much ignorant out there. And maybe the ignorance just on the social media platforms like Facebook. But, you know, when they have to do things like correct people for, you know, vaccination information or prevent people from saying these things about the vaccine. I mean, first of all, who goes to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to get medical information from total strangers? Who the, who the fuck are these people? That they, you know, to me, you get to the point where a governing body, a social media body has to protect dumbasses from misinformation about vac- vaccines. And I'm not talking about some minute things, but just the, the crazy stuff that, I mean, again, who goes to social media to get this type of information? And then take action on their own bodies, on their own families, based on what some mother, some other motherfucker said on social media. Really? You know, I mean, I've always stated that, you know, I use social media as a platform for this podcast. However, you know, I make it clear every time that these views are mine. So it does not matter if you are in agreement with me or not, but I do my best not to spread false statements. However, I have been corrected, but statements like that aren't intentionally, you know, I might get a a date wrong. In fact, I just just posted a, a statement about Kobe Bryant. I was just basically referring to how Kobe Bryant is an individual at when he was 17, his standards were so high that he did not want to play for the Charlotte Hornets. So when they drafted him, uh, Kobe Bryant pretty much, he demanded a trade, which the bottom line was that Kobe was saying that the Charlotte organization did not have a winning attitude. And that, he felt that his chances of winning championships would be more 
more realistic with the Lakers. Now, of course, you know, I posted because, again, and what led me to posting this was how recently the Lakers are now, as they like to use the term, stacking their team with a bunch of veterans. I think they say almost everybody that the Lakers have signed so far is over the age of 32, which, again, you know, to me, I believe in the concept that you are building a team with the idea of winning championships and playing as a team. I mean, this is this is why we got the debacle right now in the Olympics. That bullshit basketball team that we got right now, the men's I'm talking about, they ain't winning nothing because all they did was form a team with a bunch of shooters. You only got one ball, but there's no structure. There's no saying, okay, we got the elite players, but you got to set the roles for these elite players. But the whole concept is to put a team together that's going to bring home the gold medal or in the Lakers situation, bring home the championship. So I don't fault. I don't fault any team that, as they like to say, stack their players so that they can win. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you do with every team. I still remember when the Yankees got Alex Rodriguez. He was definitely going to the Boston Red Sox. George Steinbrenner, he's like, no, fuck that. And they signed A-Rod, took him right from Boston. A-Rod's a shortstop. They had Derek Jeter. They moved A-Rod to third base. They did all of that so that A-Rod would not go to Boston. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you form a team. Not only do you form the best team that you can get, but you also have to do things to block anybody else from winning or competing with you. You know, I remember when Michael Vick came into the league. He, he was one of a kind when he was in rare form. But I remember all the teams, not only in the NFC South, but in the NFC, finding linebackers that was, they were smaller, but they had to be faster. They had to have linebackers that could move like a safety. They had to have cornerbacks that were a little bit bigger so that they can, just in case Mike Vick starts running, they could come up and approach the line. So they had to be a little bit heavier. This was all in effort to prevent Mike Vick from damaging your damn team when they play each other. This is how you win championships. So when people say, oh, they're stacking the team, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, unless it's their team or they mad, their team ain't doing shit. Every team, you know, no matter how far, even the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, when people say, well, the Milwaukee Bucks don't need anything, that's bullshit. Do you realize how many injuries took place during the playoffs or right before the playoffs for the Milwaukee Bucks to win? People, you know, people, that whole, that whole Brooklyn squad, 
That squad, I mean, they were decimated with injuries. And, you know, or, you know, the fact that, you know, when, um, what is that? Oh, gosh, I forgot. Um, uh, Kevin Durant made that shot and his foot was on the three-point line because he was attempting a three-pointer and his foot was on the line and it counted for two. If that would have counted for three, we would be seeing, it would have been a whole different story. What if Trey Young never got hurt against Milwaukee? Because Atlanta, they were handling them. You know, all, all types of shit. So Milwaukee would be crazy if they not preparing. Yes, I mean, they earned that championship, but they got to say to themselves, you got, we got lucky as a motherfucker. Each team that they played suffered some major some major injury that allowed for Milwaukee to come through. Now, going back to the um, whole um, Kobe Bryant thing, when I sat there and said Kobe did not want to play for the Charlotte Hornets, the Lakers made a trade. This is the whole key aspect. Basically, see your dream, visualize your dream, get an idea of what it looks like. That's what Kobe Bryant was going after. Of course, somebody on Facebook, you know, a Lakers fan, because he had Lakers shit all in his background, sits there and say, no, this was already a done deal. It was set up. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was not. Kobe had announced before the draft that he did not want to play for the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte had already indicated to him that they were going to draft him. They are other teams that already knew who they were going to draft. Kobe was going to line with the Charlotte Hornet and pretty much Charlotte took him. After that, L.A. already had it in their mind. Yeah, we know he don't want to play for y'all. Let's go ahead and construct a deal. And pretty much after the draft, you know, a lot of people, this person was saying, uh, the Charlotte Hornets drafted Kobe for them. Yeah, granted, because Lakers were further down and they would not be able to get it. But the bottom line was Kobe had made it well known that he did not want to play for the Charlotte Hornets, and rightfully so. If Kobe Bryant would have played for the Charlotte Hornets, we would have never heard of Kobe Bryant after probably five, six years. And we know damn well Kobe Bryant would not have won not one championship fucking around with the Charlotte Hornets. Let's be, let's, let's just keep it 100 like that. The next thing, more about Robert Kelly, R. Kelly. Uh, now they're saying that he was enticing young boys. You know, I had read about this, this story. The thing that I constantly, at first I wasn't paying attention to it, but the thing I kept reading about was this particular McDonald's in Chicago where it was believed that R. Kelly, this was his hangout spot. And it would say that he would literally come to this McDonald's after school hours and people would see him talking with kids. And, you know, everybody's, you know, saying that, um, you know, R. Kelly's hanging out at this McDonald's talking to these kids, I guess, you know, passing out Happy Meals and shit. You know, everybody got, you know, this account 
But I'm thinking, why did nobody step up to say, hey, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, messing with these young, high, these school-age kids, boys and girls now. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't get that. And when I see things like we losing our minds over a track and field runner who violated the drug policy, but I don't see nobody saying anything about the R. Kelly stuff or how was this being hidden from the public? Because people don't understand the charges that are up against R. Kelly, especially the federal charges. They don't understand why is it on a federal level? Because that's a federal crime. When you are fucking with kids and you're trying to solicit them for sexual acts, that's why it's a federal crime. So pretty much, you know, my thing is this. We have a problem trying to figure out why other people don't give us any respect or meet our demands. My thing is, how can you ask for respect from another group of people when you don't respect your own people? I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I just, you know, we just need to get our house in order and just, you know, a quick soapbox. I just find it odd that Jeffrey Bezos, this motherfucker builds a rocket ship and he's going to outer space with money out of his own pocket. However, people just don't understand. He does not pay no taxes. Richest man in the whole universe. And he does not pay taxes. But we can't figure out what's, what's wrong. We can't figure out. We got to convince people to get out and vote. Really? I don't, you know, okay, okay. Um, I know it's been a while since I've been on here and I, I, I know I keep apologizing, apologizing. I think the reality is I'm going to start trying to do the podcast like every 10 days. I was trying to do weeks at a time. It's just hard for my schedule to just commit to the same day every week. Whereas if it f- floats around, I think I can um, do it better. So forgive me if I'm bringing up old stories like, you know, you know, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks because I don't think I said anything at the on the last podcast. However, you know, going back to the stacking team, I have to give uh, as a John Guinness guy, I'm the center. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. But, you know, at his press conference, he, you know, he did not mince his words in regards to talking about how the Milwaukee Bucks are not a stacked team or that when he signed his his last deal, he could have gone to a NBA team in a in a higher market. But he wanted to be a part of the team that drafted him and wanted to stick with them to make it a winning program. I commend I commend him for that. Because you got to realize, based on his background, where he came from, 
Milwaukee probably is a major metropolitan. But at the same time, I believe that when a team wins, now everybody's going to gun for them. That's why it's so hard for teams to repeat. They get so relaxed thinking that what they got is sufficient enough to carry them over that hump again. And like I said earlier, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, I don't like to say it was luck. I believe they were prepared to take advantage of certain situations. But I still believe without a doubt the Atlanta Hawks would have put them to bed if Trey hadn't gotten hurt. I still believe that to this day. And I believe that um, the Brooklyn team, if they were firing on all cylinders, there's no way. There is no way that Milwaukee, Milwaukee would have um, overcame that team. And I, I'm, I'm biased towards the Atlanta Hawks, but I believe that the Hawks with a healthy Brooklyn team and a healthy Hawks team, I believe Atlanta, if they lost to them, it would have gone down to the wire. And, you know, you hate seeing injuries decimate a team just like, you know, I saw when the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott. You know, that was it. Season was over. The only team that I ever remember where they lost their quarterback was the um, New England Patriots. That year that Brady, I think he tore his knee up in the very first game. And that team still won like 11 games. So, I mean, that's, that's the only team. That's the only time I've seen a team just prevail with a major injury. But um, I just believe that to repeat, you got to make changes. You got to improve. Um, next thing I want to talk about, you know, it's just something about this Voting Right Act. You know, President Biden keeps saying it's going to get done. It's going to get done right now. Congress is on their vacation and, you know, shit ain't still done. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how the Democrats control the White House, the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate, and they cannot get shit done. I don't understand that. I don't I don't understand how are they allowing for Joe Manchin and Christine Christie Cinema to hold this group up. You know, or even looking at other Republicans. There are Republicans that you can see that are wavering. Like I think um the senator in Alaska, Lisa Murkowski. You know, based on her voting record, there's a chance she will be, you know, a person that you can appeal to. With her voting record, I don't even think she's going to run as a Republican next year. I mean, next election. She more than likely will run as an independent, which when she do that, of course, you're going to see her make drastic voting change and all that Republican rhetoric. 
that she been focusing on since 2002. She's just going to make a 180 degree change. And all of that bullshit rhetoric that she had been doing, it's just it's going to go straight out the window. People just going they're going they're going to put them up on put her up on their shoulders and say, uh, thank you. Forgetting all of the damage that she did as a Republican. I mean, I don't, you know, I just don't understand why the Democrats, eight months into this year, eight months in office, and they have not gotten anything done. The only thing that they got done was making Juneteenth a federal holiday. And that was that was bipartisan. I think out of all the House, the Senate, all of them, I think it was like six Republicans that voted against it. And I said to other colleagues, I told them, this is bullshit. You watch. Once they vote this bullshit in, we won't get nothing else. There's nothing else going to come because they're going to use that as something to say that they made a major accomplishment. And people have not a clue as to how this voting rights situation, all these restrictions are going to hinder voting. Because see, white people do not understand this is not a black thing. This is not a person of color thing. It's going to start off stripping the votes from people of color. Then eventually, it's going to be certain groups of white people that are going to lose their voting rights. And it's going to probably go to a point where a certain class of individuals I don't want to say men only, but I believe that it's going to be something in the likes of you have to make a certain amount. You have to have a certain neighborhood. You have to. And I say certain neighborhood. That way, if you live in a certain neighborhood, the voting machines won't be fucked with or all raggedy or you got two, two working voting machines for every 400 something people or you waiting in line for several hours to cast a vote. These, this, this is a cast system. This is money because well-to-do affluent neighborhoods, you don't have things like this. And this is what they're trying to stop, but they're not going to stop it. There's not going to stop it. When you do things like, gerrymandering and other tactics, all of this grassroots movement and knocking on doors and organizing, it won't mean shit. Because once certain things are in place, having, having votes decide or the outcomes decide by the state legislators, it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a world of difference. So what will happen is once these things are set in place, 
it's going to be hard to overturn. If the Democrats don't do nothing right now, they're going to they're going, they're going lose. And I don't understand how is it that you can do something right now to prevent the other party from keeping you from winning. You could do this, but you're dragging your feet because you're waiting for other individuals to come around. This is, this is such bullshit. That's why it's like people don't trust none of them. When you, when you hear somebody like Christine Cinema say that, well, if we do this, all they're going to go back and do is reverse it. That's the most bullshit excuse. Christine Cinema and Joe Manchin are in states that could easily flip-flop. Well, they're in red states. They just happen to be Democrats. Just like, I mean, when you know, when people say Georgia is a blue state, that's the most bullshit statement. When you are in a situation like that, it's almost like you're straddling the fence instead of just saying, you know what? I'm in this position. I'm going to do all I can right now. If it means it costs me my seat, my position, so be it. But these coward ass senators, uh, state legislators and so forth, they don't, they don't, they don't have that. See, I remember Roy Barnes and they told him, if you fuck with that flag, it's going to cost you the opportunity to have a second term. He did it anyway because he was focusing on the citizens of the state of Georgia. And sure enough, they went after him. Max Cleveland, they went after him with some bogus bullshit that he wasn't a patriot. Man lost both his legs and an arm in the Vietnam War, and they said that he wasn't patriotic because he didn't want to vote for the Homeland Bill because in the bill, it stripped away the union rights of government employees. So they pretty much, he got voted out because people believe that stupid ass rhetoric, stuff that probably was put on Facebook. Facebook didn't block that because when they said Max Klingland wasn't a patriot, I guess they didn't mention the word Hitler in there. So it passed right on through. But I'm done. Let me let my blood pressure go back down. As always, if you agree with what I say, I would love to hear it. If you disagree with what I said, I would love to hear that as well. Until next time, be safe. I don't care if you've been double vaccinated. Put a mask over your face. Mask over your mouth. Excuse me, however you want to wear it because... You know, the stupidity in regards to that area, too. But anyway, take care. God bless. All right, guys, thanks for listening to There's a System to This Madness podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe. To continue the discussion that we had today, make sure to check out our Facebook page. See y'all next week.